Hey, everybody. I'm really excited about today's episode of Unshackled Liberty. This is Q, the abolitionist, and I'm with Crypto Gumbo. Today, we're going to be talking about the public education system and some of the things that we have an issue with, potentially some free market responses. If you think this is something you'd be into, please feel free to join us. Otherwise, I hope there's an episode of ours that you might like. Thank you and have a good day. Let's jump right in. Uh, first, I want to talk a little bit about my education background. I'm from beautiful and exotic Elk Grove, California. Went to Elk Grove High School, graduated in the mid-90s, home of the Elk Grove Thundering Herd, Raise the Roof. Uh, it's a public education uh, school, part of Elk Grove Unified School District. Gumbo, where are you from? So I'm from Southwest Louisiana, and uh, I started out as an eagle, and I graduated as a dragon. And uh, <laughs> I should have graduated in 98, but I didn't graduate high school until 2000. We'll get into that later. Nothing to see here. <laughs> um, kind of wanted to dive in about the, the education system 20 years ago or so. 20 to 25 years mm -hmm. ago, yeah. So it wasn't great then, but I think one of the things, we're not going to talk too much about it, but one of the things uh, that is worth noting is we both graduated before the No Child Left Behind Act. Okay, so of... Uh, you know, the, the famous George W. Bush signed into law. So um, that specifically, that specific act changed a lot about the way the federal government looks at education. Um, it created some funding traps for local, for local school districts. If they didn't um, follow specific rules set, set forth by the federal government, they would have funding withheld. Okay, so that's one thing that we look at in all of this is in a lot of ways, it's not even about the kids as much as it is about the money. Um, I want to imagine for a minute that we're not talking about education now. Um, imagine doing this, this thing that I'm about to describe in any other industry. Imagine taking your kids, dropping them off basically with a stranger at age four or five, leaving them with that stranger unsupervised for up to six and a half hours a day five days a week, and then doing this for nine months out of the year up until the child is 18 years old. It's crazy. It sounds crazy. It's crazy. It's bizarre. So, 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 but that's what we do with our public education system. Okay, We take our kids, our precious resource, the future of our nation, and we put them in the hands of people we don't even know. That don't even have control of the material. <laughs> they don't, man. Yeah. So think about that. So that's one of the things I wanted to, hopefully that grabs you if you're listening. Um, that's a pretty intense thing to think about. When you do all this and you add it up, that's fit, that's over 15,000 hours of, let's call it what it is, of unsupervised indoctrination. Um, the state is is functionally manipulating the minds of our, of our youth um, in their most formative years from age four to 18. 
It's scary. It's scary. It's nuts. And you, you know, like you, you'll have these teachers, and I'm sure most of them are, are beautiful people. They, they care, absolutely, but they have no control over the material. And I guess they can structure their class the way they want, but it's pretty scary because, I mean, who are the ones that control the developing this material? Um, I don't know. I, it's not. It's not good. I think it's. I think you make a good point. It's probably worth saying that when we talk about this, we're talking more about the system than anything else. There are very good people. Some of my favorite people in my life are educators. Um, so I don't want this to be a shot at them or necessarily their profession. Yeah, we're not bashing teachers. Yeah, it's it's about it's about the system, okay, and and identifying some of the problems that lie in it, and hopefully finding um, or at least evaluating some potential responses on how to improve it. Um, and it, it really concerns me because my kids haven't even started yet. Right. And, you know, so I'm going to have to go through all this. And before, I probably wouldn't have cared. And now I'm very concerned, you know. And for some reason, I, I, I think, I don't know why I feel this way, but I feel like it was safer whenever we were kids going to school than it is now. And I don't know if that's because of my awareness, because of the state of the world. I don't know. Material is different. Uh, I'm not sure, but concerns me because my little ones are about to start this journey, and right. you know, you you're basically done. Well, um, oh no way, man. We uh, well, you know, I got one that's about to graduate this year. I've got one who's a freshman, and one that's in the third grade. So I'm I'm in the thick of it. Okay, right. I'm gonna have but to uh, follow you, follow you, follow you. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, so um. I think I think we look at we look at this statistic on, on on our kids going to these schools and and again you know being indoctrinated over the course of um, thirteen years or, or so and and then we wonder why we look at you know we look at these generations these younger generations coming out and we wonder why um, there's such a strong propensity to worship the state. Um, and maybe if that's, maybe worship's a strong word. I, of course, you know, I, I come from the, you know, my position, yeah, I come yeah, from yeah. a position where, um, I, I don't, I don't think that, that any, well, I, I think they worship the state and some people will tell me I'm a little bit crazy. Probably some people in my own family will, will tell me I'm a little bit crazy on that, but, but there is a propensity for these kids to come out and, and have a, an unhealthy, we'll say, I'll say an unhealthy respect for the government, right? Um, they don't really question it too much. They just kind of go with the flow. And um, because, frankly, it's a state that raises them, it's a state that trains them and, and molds them. And, and what happens is, is, they, is they become unquestioning to that. So, they kind of locked into, oh, this is the way it's always been. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, particularly with, with, with uh, history and economics and ethics in general, um, they only know what they're taught. And what they're taught is to regurgitate information. Um, I'm not aware of, of many public education uh, areas that, that encourage people to, or encourage their students to go outside of the, of the approved, um, oh man, the word escapes me. Hey, memorize this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Make a good grade on this test. Yeah. You're smart. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Curriculum. That's the word I was looking Curriculum. for. I don't, I don't know very many public education um, areas that, that encourage students to go outside the approved curriculum to question what they're being taught, right? Um, so, and from the kids my, shouldn't have to be asking those questions. You know, right. they shouldn't be thinking about that. But uh, I don't know where to go with it. I don't either. So, I think um, 
I think it's this basic reason, if we're going to try and recapture some of the freedoms and that we seem to have lost in recent generations, um, it's got to start with eliminating the public education system. And that's, that's a, uh, that's a pretty extreme take for a lot of people, I think, but it's the education system that trains our kids. And if we have the vast majority of our future tied up in the public education system, think about who's teaching them and, and think about what they have to lose if they actually produce free thinking, independent men and women. I have friends who homeschooled their kids because of, you know, things like this. Yeah. And I think that's great, but it's hard. It's hard for the, the parents, you know, they have to alter and change everything. Yeah. And, uh, more power to them. That's, I think that's great, but yeah, it's kind of, what, what can we do? What can we do to, cause you don't want your, your kid to be brainwashed. No. You know, yeah. and, but, but we, we have to educate them. Um, but I don't know. How can we fix it? Well, I think maybe we have to stop thinking of school as education, right? Um, There's an article that came out. Let me see if I can find it. Um, it was it Carrie McDonald from the Foundation for Economic Education uh, wrote an article this week about it. Well, I guess it was last week about a study conducted by Yale, uh, which concluded that the vast majority of high schoolers are unhappy at school. Now, that, that seems normal because, you know, I wasn't happy in high school, and I'm sure you weren't either, but... But it's a little bit deeper than just the the um, the superficial. Like I don't want to be here. Yeah. This, this is this is terrible. Um, so it's not going to shock us that most of these kids run happy in high school. But the study found that it was a lack of freedom that created the negative emotions towards school or life. The study also concluded that when individuals were empowered to change their living and learning conditions, their negativity diminished. So remember, this lack of freedom. This lack of freedom exists for over fifteen thousand hours in a young person's life. Fifteen thousand hours. Fifteen thousand and fifteen thousand two hundred. I think it was, was what it was. I can imagine how different it is for kids now as compared to us. Yeah, and it's almost it sounds like a soft boot camp. You know, yeah, <laughs> like an indoctrination well, camp. Remember, that's what boot camp was. Yeah, right? and yeah. that's and it's a similar situation. So, and the model that the model that these schools follow follows it follows the Prussian. Um, education system. Now, Prussia, if you don't know, for anybody who's listening, um, well, that's what we call Germany now, right? It's a bunch of, it came about after the early stages of, of the Napoleonic Wars. And they, the Prussians took a lot of heavy losses in battle. And, and what, what drove that was um, deserters. People were deserting. They were running away from the, from the front lines. They were running away from battle because they didn't have any interest in defending their monarch, right? And so, of course, the, the emperor saw this as a problem and, and normalized a public education system. And in that education system, it controlled the thought of the youth. And within a generation, the Prussians were able to put together a pretty good, loyal population that nationalized a lot of things, okay? Some of the key components of the Prussian system was that it was free. Now, we know if we understand anything about economics, we know that there's no such thing as a free lunch. Somebody's always paying for something. And frankly, if you're not the one paying, odds are you're the product, right? If you're not paying for the product, if something is free to you, then odds are you're the one that's being produced, 
You're, like, you're the guinea pig. You're the guinea pig, right? You're the one. And that's what happened with a lot of those students, and that's what happens with a lot of these students today in our public education system. It's free with quotes, right? Air quotes, it's free. Um, now it's not free because the taxpayers are taking care of the, taking care of the bill. But the ones who are actually being bought are the students. The students are the product. And we found that in, in, the, uh, in the Prussian model. And another one, another component of the Prussian system was there were professional teachers. Um, now it's not out of line to consider that that the profession is um, maybe necessary. Some people might think it's necessary, but but I'll look at it and go, you know, today we can we have to be careful. We we can go down a YouTube rabbit hole, right? Oh yeah, and we can just go and go and go, and you definitely got to be careful with that because I mean you could. You spend too much time on YouTube, and you think the Earth is flat, and that Australia is a myth or something. Right? You know? It's crazy, <laughs> but but uh, you know a lot of a lot of the stuff that's taught in class, well, that can be outsourced to you know, you know to YouTube. You know, a topic that, that you can research on your own if you're interested in it, right? Which we um, we, we do a lot of that. <laughs> which I mean, you, this this by the way, this podcast would be. You know, wouldn't be uh, possible for us if it wasn't for the internet and the YouTube and and all the things that go along with that. Because where do we get our information? How do we do our research? And how do we check our facts? And and you know, we we start these shows with a hunch, right? But I can't come to the microphone with a hunch. You can't come to the microphone with a hunch. You have to have something that you've researched and some yeah. sort of um, backing to your you know structure to your argument, right? And you get that by researching. Newsflash, there's no teacher that's teaching, you know, teaching either one of us what to think. Yeah, and I've learned more by doing my own research than any other yeah. way. Oh, great. College, yeah. high school, whatever. Classes, academies. If, if I'm passionate about something and I do my own research, I always learn more from that and take more from that. You know? Exactly. And that's, and that's part of what that, uh, what that article was by Carrie McDonald that I talked about earlier was... Um, it dove into that whole thing is that students are going to thrive under you know in topics that they're interested in and what the public education system does is it is it creates a um, it creates an assembly line yeah. hop on the conveyor yeah. it's like you're Henry Ford you know you're in Henry Ford's plant and you're just another model a Ford going down the line and you know this year they're putting the engine block in you and next year they're putting the frame around you and next year they're putting the hubcaps and stuff you know the axles and the wheels and, and you know it goes on down the line you go down that assembly line and every year is a new component to the machine that they're creating before they deliver it off of the lot and then by the time you uneducate yourself yeah you're too old to make a difference <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> just as much you spend as much time unlearning yeah. some of the stuff yeah. that you had to learn so here we are like i said 20 and 25 years mm-hmm. later the two of us trying to figure out okay how much of this stuff is of value and how much of this stuff is baloney and and trying to piece it all together, right? And both of us with our own families wanting to make sure that our kids don't have to do as much unlearning as we had to do. Yeah, well, think about it. These kids come back from college, and they hate their parents. They don't believe in God. They got some bizarre uh, ideologies, Yeah, whatever you want to say. It's it's a problem. It is. It is a problem. Um, Another another component to the... uh, to the... The Prussian system was a strong national identity and submission to the state. So, where do we go? Where do we go from being proud of your country or wherever you're from or your state or yeah. 
Uh, where, where does it cross into the, the woo-woo? Where does yeah. it cross into the, the, the dark stuff? Dude, yeah. I don't know. I think, I mean, our lines, mine and yours, are, are significantly different, I'm sure, right? Um, I'm of the opinion that, that anything that you, you know, my, my personal conviction is anything you put on the same level as, as your God is, is, you know, is wrong, right? That's an idol. And I think in a lot of ways, um, our kids are taught to put government on the same level as God. I can see that. And, I agree uh, with that. And I'm not talking about like the flag waving, you know, red blooded, God fearing American type, you know, traditional 1953 family with, you know, a wife, a husband, three kids, and a dog in the backyard and two cars in the driveway, right? Like, yeah. I'm not talking about that model. I'm talking about actually looking at the ruling class, the elected officials, the institutions of government on the same level as the creator of the universe, right? And um, I think that happens a lot in public schools because they've replaced... Remember, and, you know, listeners, you may not agree with this, um, but, but I think Gumbo and I both agree, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't want to put words in your mouth, bro, um, but humans are created to worship something. Yes. Okay. And we have a vacuum to fill. Yeah, there we're going to worship something. We're going to fill that void, right? It's going to happen. Um, and you can fill it with your creator, right? Or you can fill it with something else. And for some people, it's their job and money. And other people, it's, you know, the state, right? And, 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 I, and I would argue that a lot of atheists, in fact, and maybe we're going a little bit off tangent, off side, off, off topic here, but I would argue with a, that a lot of atheists anyway aren't really atheists. They just, they just choose, they choose not to worship the God of creation. And they replace it with little g, God of the state. Right. So, um, because what do you have if you don't have a creator, right? What you have to have some sort of absolute that drives your moral values, you know. And if well, it's if not, you don't have a creator, then you don't have the ethics and the morals. Yeah, right. You're you're messed up. So you, you're so never what, coming. So, <laughs> so what do you have? Is you have you have the government that tells you what's right and what's wrong through the judicial system, right? Through the legislator, legislative system, and the judges and the police state and all that other stuff, right? Whereas if you worship the creator. Well, you've got you've got the the character of God. You know who He is. You've got His Son, yeah. right, who died for you, who gave you who gave you the gospel of salvation, and um, you know the the lessons of, of charity and love, yeah, something and, to guide you, yeah, and to lead and, you, and and understanding that that the Ten Commandments aren't necessarily just religious rules. They are, but they're also pretty good guidelines. To form a non-violent society around. Yeah, well, it's like, hey, buddy, don't do this, yeah. and uh, things will probably be okay. Yeah, but if and, you don't listen to me, then yeah. and there's you're gonna, consequences. You're gonna get in trouble. Yes, yes. And so you take all that, right? And this stuff is is it's not even that deep theology. So so people who are listening and maybe not aren't aren't that familiar with the Bible or or some of this Christian stuff that we're talking about, it might be a little foreign to you. This isn't even deep theology. We're not getting down into the depth of 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 the Bible, even um, into the heavy doctrine, we're we're just barely on the surface. It's of, so simple that even a child could understand it, <laughs> this, which is crazy because we're talking about school. So there you go, yeah, take God out of school, and, yeah. and then you, know. you replace it with the founding fathers. You replace it with 
flags, the founding fathers. You replace it with the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. And now it's now it's rules by people, rules by the majority. What's right, what's wrong is based off of the 51%, right? Yeah. And, and frankly, we could look throughout history and we know that, hey man, just because it's majority rule doesn't mean that it's ethics and or ethically correct or morally correct, right? Um, I don't know, man. So we kind of went on a little bit of a tangent, but <clears throat> that's okay. But that's what the public education, in my view, that's what the public education system has done and is doing, and it's pulling God out. And again, we've got listeners that are going to be like, "Hang on, time out. I thought this was a libertarian show." Well, it is, man. And and if and if you know, if you're not a Christian and this isn't your bag, then hey, man, that's that's fine. It's not your bag. I would I would argue with with the absolute respect that you're wrong. Um, but that's our position. That's my position anyway. Again, I don't want to, I don't want to put, put the words in Gumbo's mouth. I'm tracking. I'm tracking. <laughs> um, so, so that's the moral. That's the moral side of it. That's the ethics side of it. And then, and then the other side, I think we talk about is the funding of public education. Remember, it's 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 coercively funded. Um, it's funded by taxes. And what happens if you don't pay your taxes? Yeah, you get a knock on the door, and they're going to throw you in a cage, right? Like that's that's what's going to happen. Um, so the public education system is funded by taxes, and uh, it's always interesting when you have something that's funded by coercion. the The administrative effort to fund it is often the most expensive part of the whole thing. And when you take a look at your public education, I don't have the numbers in front of me. I probably could have been more. Um, prepared for this, but if if you look at the public education system and the money that's just simply thrown away, we have no shortage of money being thrown at the public education system, but most private schools educate their kids for a fraction of the cost of what the public education does. Because the biggest argument you're going to get out of those who back public education is, well, what are you going to do if you demolish the public education system? Who's going to afford private schooling? Well, the truth is, if you look at the money, private schooling is more affordable than public education. Why is that an issue? Well, it's an issue because for me, I'm sending three kids to a private school, okay? But not only am I paying tuition for my three children at a private school, I'm also paying my fair share, in quotes, for the public education system that I'm not using, right? So, well, that's proof that the private, <laughs> private school is affordable. <laughs> it is, yes. So private school is expensive when you look at it on top of what you're already paying for public education. Okay. Um, and because it's being funded through coercion and they're taking your money and they're saying that they're providing a service that you pay for, right? Again, with quotes, right? Because um, you don't really pay for it. They just take your money. Paying for it gives us, makes you think that, or make, it gives the image that you're doing something voluntarily, but in actuality, they're taking your money and they're using it for this express purpose, to it's teach almost your as if they're using it against you. Well, they are. You're right? paying. For, you're paying to paint yourself in a corner. Yeah. 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 So you. So they're taking your money. They're using it to teach your kids things that that you may will probably probably don't agree with. Don't it. agree with, and you don't have a choice because fifty-one percent creates the rules, right? So this is this is again that people creating the laws. And, and not, not the moral truths of our society, right, or of, of creation. Um, so I want to take a break there. If, if, uh, 
if you want. Um, when we come back, I, I think it'd be great to talk about what this means for kids going off to college or, or after they graduate from high school. So we've talked about all the issues leading up to this. So we'll stop here, and then when we come back, we'll talk about high school graduates. You think that's okay? Sounds good to me. All right. Welcome back to Unshackled Liberty. <laughs> You're such a dork. <laughs> so, so we're back, man. Welcome back. Um, we're going to go to the next logical step. So here we are. We've got class of 2020 graduating from high school, and they are ill-prepared for life out of high school because they've done nothing but been indoctrinated for the last 13 years. Um, but they do know one thing. They know one thing in the depths of their soul, that college is going to fix everything. They have to go to college. They have to go to college, right? Yay, dead. <laughs> but here's the deal, right? Like, So how many of these guys are even can even can even afford college, right? So, um, And I mean, so there's people out there that are doing it within their means. And if that's... If that's what they want to do and it's working out for them, then, then golly, more power to you. When I say within their means, I mean, you know, maybe they're going to a junior college for a couple of years. You know, they're working on this. They, they're, they're working full time. They're going to school part time and they're working their way through. And, and in six to seven to eight years, they'll end up with a bachelor's degree. And the life lessons that they get from spending more time in the workforce than in the school is probably better for them. You know, yeah. Um, so that so this is not a shot at those people. I don't think. Uh, for me, I'm more looking at the kids who think they have got to go to um, some major university, like Ivy League. Yeah, something. I mean, even a UC. If you can even get in. Yeah, if you can even get in, right? Like so, um, and even right here in Hawaii, UH. You know, I, I think I read something. If you're a troll out there and you feel like you want to you know, bust my stones over some bad stats, save it because I'm pulling this out of my brain, right? Don't, I, at, us. I don't, don't at me. <laughs> yeah. I, I, this is something that, that I, that I, now remember I graduated college in 2016 after I got out of the Navy. So some of this stuff is near and dear to my heart, fresh in my brain, but the university of Hawaii is, or was among the top schools for being the most expensive with the least amount of value. It doesn't surprise me. So, you know, this, I mean, this is local for us, right? Yeah. So, you know, here's a school that everybody wants to go to because it's Hawaii, right? Who doesn't want to come to paradise? It's great. We all, that's why, we're, that's why we're here, right? Yeah. It's beautiful. We live here. It's great. Everything's awesome about it except for, well, we could, the we'll, state. we'll go into that. <laughs> the, 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 the government, right? <laughs> but the UH system and, and specifically UH Manoa, the flagship school of the UH system, um, is is among the most expensive schools with the least value for the dollar. The, the kids come here; they spend top dollar to come here because it's you know it's, it's, Hawaii. it's Hawaii, and that's just what we do here. It's very expensive, um, and the education they receive is horrible. Think about all the foreign exchange students that come yeah. here. Yeah, there's a lot of those. Yeah. yeah. So I, I didn't do very well in high school. Fast forward. I didn't go to college until I was just about to get out of the Navy or I was out of the Navy. I did better in college than I did in high school, but I didn't go to college in the normal trajectory, you know? Yeah. So it was... Well, you and me both. Yeah. So I have a degree that I've never even used, but I have one and that's great and I think it checks the box, but 
how much value do it, that, you know, does it actually... What's your degree in? Management, Information Systems, Business Administration. And then I got a General Studies Associates from HP. Yeah. So I'm not knocking the school, whatever. Yeah. Um, I went to... Um, so similar, I got out of the Navy and used, used the uh, post-911 GI Bill, which was, I mean, for all the things that we can sit back and smack on the government about, that post-911 GI Bill was very generous. Um, and, I, and I couldn't... Uh, I couldn't have gone to gone to school without it, or I could have. It just would have taken a lot. Longer. It's a very good benefit that you yeah. earned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, again, I don't want to smack too hard on the government with that because, you know, frankly, it helped. I went to Leeward Community College in Pearl City, got my um, my my associate's degree in, in liberal arts, and then I went off to UH West Oahu and got my uh, my bachelor's degree in business administration with a concentration in management. And like you, I'm not using a whole lot of it, but it checks the block. Well, yeah. Well, so yeah. do you have a degree? Yes. Oh, wonderful. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not like I got a, it's not like I got a degree like lesbian dance theory or something like that. I mean, it's an actual degree that kind yeah. of kind of management. Yeah. yeah information yeah. systems. Okay. Yeah. So, but uh, so that's you know, but that's but we we took a path that that most people don't. And, and really, I'm not here to advocate for, for military service because maybe in another episode we could talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's, we alluded to it last episode, there's some good stuff, there's some brotherhood, some camaraderie, some awesome things um, associated with being, being a member of the military. Um, but there's a lot of stuff that's not good. And uh, so I'm not going to sit back and advocate for that. I don't think it's a good it's a good route for anybody. That's just my opinion. You guys make your decision. Um, but that's the route we took. Talking specifically about kids right out of high school that need to go to college and can't afford it. There's this great thing called college loans, right? And they're federally backed. A lot of these federally backed student loans um, are issued at exorbitant interest rates, right? So these rates are so high. They, these kids rack up debt over the course of four years. They rack up significant amounts Hundreds of debt. Hundreds of thousands of yeah, dollars. It's ridiculous. I mean, think about how much you're going to have to, how long it's going to take you to pay that off at that high interest rate. Yeah. How, I mean, what are, you, what are you talking about, like six, seven, eight hundred bucks a month? Remember, right? these guys didn't exactly take, you know, they might have they might have taken, you know, calculus and stuff, but some of these kids can't even balance a checkbook. So you start talking about interest rates when it comes to loans, their eyes glass over, man. They don't get it. You know, but like I said, they they got their calculus. They know how to do whatever that is. We're, <laughs> we're seasoned and salty. We've been bit by that snake. <laughs> I don't get it. Man. Calculus. I don't even. I don't even know what that is. All you need is but, all you need is addition <laughs> and subtraction. All the other stuff, bro. When I went to college and I was taking accounting, I took three accounting classes, man, and I didn't get it. And it was just to get. My, I mean, we're off topic again. But to get my bachelor's degree, I took accounting junior college twice and then again my junior year and I told my professor my junior year I said you're the last accounting class I need to take and I don't get anything and if you don't help me out you're sending me off into the business world without it and and I it didn't take dude I got out of that I didn't understand it and I didn't understand how hard it was to do addition and subtraction because frankly that's all that's all accounting is you add some money you take some money yeah right the cash flow. <laughs> it's different accounts and different things and, and all that stuff but Dude, I'd never thought that addition and subtraction would I'm be I'm horrible with math. I always have been. The only reason I, I'm a little bit more fond of it now is because I have to be. <laughs> because, you know. Yeah. 
But uh, so so these these student loans are guaranteed. They're backed by the government. They have high rates. So what that means is these colleges can now basically charge anything they want because these kids are going to go out and get loans, and the colleges are going to get paid. It's borderline criminal. It is right. And uh, so they go to these college to get a degree uh, through more indoctrination, right? Because I mean, you've you've seen some of these now. We're talking about we're talking in general terms here. Um, there are wonderful universities out there, wonderful colleges out there that don't fall into this uh, this trap, and and they try hard not to. And if you didn't go to college, we're not yeah. bashing on you because I'm a blue collar guy myself. Yeah, just saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we're going to talk about that a little bit here in a minute too. Um, so they go to the, they go to college, they get their degree through more indoctrination. They spend their life paying down this loan, right? They spend their life paying it down um, because there's no refinancing student loans that are backed by the government, and that's a law. Congress did that. So they gotcha. Came, yeah, gotcha. You're nailed. So now you've got this loan with an extreme interest, and you're paying it down. And so basically they're slaves. They're loan slaves. They're slaves to their loan, right? Um, and you're not guaranteed that beautiful, shiny job once you no. get that degree. No. Good luck. It's just beginning. Because the bottom line is, at the end of the day, you have zero experience, bro. Right? You're not getting that six-figure job right out of, right out of college. And you're, if you do, you're lucky. It, you'll probably mess it up. You're going to screw it up and get fired, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, so these federally-backed loans um, the, the, allow the colleges and universities to charge whatever they want. Because it's free money from the government. And remember, there's no such thing as free lunch, right? So it's free money from the government that's being paid for by the taxpayer, right? So um, this is why colleges are so expensive. It's not because of the free market. You have these guys all over the left that'll say that it's it's the greedy free marketeers, the, the, the capitalist pigs that have driven the cost of, of education so high. Well, it's not. It's government involvement that's driven the cost of education so high. It's actually the lack of of a free market. It's funny how that that's hidden and yeah. you can't, it's not in plain view. So it's hard to grasp. Yeah. But when, once you do a little research, you realize what's the problem. Well, we're talking about one one level economics here, right? This isn't, this isn't like master's degree. This isn't a Harvard MBA in economics, right? That's, that's how I'm a guy that knows a little bit about something and same thing with you. Um, it's, it's a lack of the free market that's driving up the cost. It's called corporatism. Um, and that's a whole other topic too, and what it is. But basically, uh, it's corporatism with the schools. You know, the, a lot of these are state schools anyway, right? UC, CSU, um, yeah. you know, University of blank. When then fill in the blank with whatever state name, right? Um, of course, they're in bed with the government because they're government schools, right? So that they, so it's not the free market; it's a government, right? Um, and it's subsidized by a taxpayer. And so one of the first rules of economics is any subsidized behavior we'll see an increase in that behavior, right? If you subsidize a specific behavior, well, you're incentivizing that behavior, right? So you're subsidizing college for the sake of going to college, right? So you see more people going to college that can't afford it, so they take on these loans. It's all, all of that stuff. Um, now, I mean, we're starting, it's, a, it's 2020. It's another election cycle. We have some Democratic candidates who want to give, who want to who want to forgive student loan debt. What does that mean? That means they have to, you know, th there's no forgiveness of this debt. The banks are going to get paid. The people who who've given the loans are going to get their money. There's no forgiveness of this debt. 
It means the government's going to pay it off. Bail it out. Yep. Bail it out. Where does that money come from? <clears throat> comes from you and me. It comes from you and me, right? It, so in, in a couple different ways, potentially, right? So they can raise taxes. They could take it out of it. They can add to the deficit, right? Which is already, what, 23, 24 trillion, trillion something like that, that yeah. you know? Um, or they could just print more money. And what happens when you print more money? All you economics majors out there. Quantitative easing. It, devalu- <laughs> it devalues the dollar, right? So it's another tax, the backdoor tax. So there's really no way to pay off these loans. It's printing money out of thin air. It is, yeah. So backed by nothing. Backed by nothing. It's it's zip. It's it's garbage, right? So now you kind of get the idea. Um, so the so there's a smart. We've talked about a couple of different types of people here. Talked about us mm-hmm. and and our and our different ways, our non-standard process through college, right? Um, I want to talk about one more guy. This guy's really smart. He's the smartest one out of all of us. Okay. Um, imagine being the guy who barely graduated high school, barely, not because you're an idiot, but because you kind of saw through it. You saw the man behind the curtain and you realized that it was all a scam, right? Um, he was smart enough to spot the brainwashing and refuse to comply. Then he knew that he couldn't afford college. And why would he want to go to college anyway? Because it's just more brainwashing. He's the smartest guy. Like I'm telling you, he's the smartest guy in the whole room. Okay, so he knew he didn't want to go to college. He knew he couldn't afford it, um, and maybe he didn't even know what he wanted to study. Maybe he just didn't want to waste his time. Maybe time is precious. So what did he do? He went out and got a job. Oh my goodness! He's a what? A job. A job. <laughs> so he went out, and got a job. He got a job working as a plumber's apprentice, a fire watch in a shipyard. There you go. Right, a blaster painter apprentice, somebody learning a trade, a welder even, a welder's helper. Right, you got to start somewhere. He gets in at the ground. Okay, maybe he's a mechanic. He's not a good mechanic, but he's good enough to pass some guys some tools and learn along the way. And before you know it, he's a journeyman. And now he's a journeyman, or he's you know, and he's an expert, right? And he's amazing. And he goes, you know what, man, I'm pretty good at this plumbing gig, or I'm pretty good at this welding gig, right? Maybe I'll stop working for that guy. And go into business for myself. And when I do that, I'll go to night school and spend the six to seven to eight years in night school to get my degree in business. And he works his way through the hard way, right? And next thing you know, 15 years later, he owns a business, he owns a dozen employees. I shouldn't say like he doesn't own a dozen yeah, employees. Creating, he, he's creating values, he he's creating a, jobs. He has, <laughs> he has a dozen employees. He's, he's a, a smart creator. He's a smart, I'm telling you, he's the smartest guy in the room. And then you're going to tell him that not only does he, <laughs> hey, good for you for going to college. Hey, good for own, you for winning. Yeah, for winning and being smart. <laughs> that was good. And now your prize is we're going to go ahead and forgive the debt of all the idiots that went to college on a student loan because they weren't smart enough to see that it was all a big scam. And you have to pay for it. That's the guy who gets hosed here more than anybody else. Yeah. The smartest guy in the room. Smartest guy in the room. So I look at that and I and I see is because there are people out there. Okay. There are people out there who have figured it out. We need more people like that guy. And the government is like, no, no, no. We don't want you. This is he's this is the same guy that struggled through all of school because he figured it out. 
You figured it out more than anybody else did. Okay, so what's the answer? What's the answer to all this baloney? The answer is to nuke it, man. Nuke the public education system and see. Gut what, it. Yeah, gut it, right? And see what the free what the free market does, right? What is the free market response? Well, I don't know what the free market response is. Do you? It will definitely reveal itself. Right. Though. So you got so this. Thing. This is the beauty of the free market, right? Like the truth is, you don't have to know what the free market response is. I don't know what it's going to be. You don't know what it's going to be. Um, It'll let you know. It'll let you know. Somebody, there's somebody out there. Remember, we just talked about the smartest guy in the room. That smartest guy in the room, maybe his, maybe it's not the same guy, but it's another guy that's just as smart or even smarter. He's going to have an epiphany. He's going to be like, what? I can solve this. Yeah. And he's going to have a great idea, and it's going to revolutionize everything. Maybe it's a co-op. Maybe it's an online system. Free men yeah. with, in the free market. Yeah. It's just free guys living freely, thinking freely, right? And that's the beauty of the free market. The free market, the free market will produce the, the, the response. Okay. And that's what that's what we miss with the public education system. So many of these people are trained to think a very specific way. Well, it saps your creativity. It does. So you have your ingenuity and your initiative that that is required to succeed in a market, right? And the public education system zaps that. There is no ingenuity. There is no initiative. It's just a machine and an assembly line process. And so now we have all of these kids coming through who don't have the tools that they need to survive in the free market or even think that way. Yeah. So um, now, listen, I'm willing to speculate that with the advent of technology, we would, we would probably completely replace formal schooling. We probably com- could completely oh, replace for sure, for sure. With, with the technology. Um, hands-on labs would be would be a free market response, you know. People that can go to this camp or that camp to learn how to do this thing or that thing, right? Um, I mean, think just just the, the countless amount of hours that you've spent in that YouTube rabbit hole, the, the amount of times your mind was blown by something you had no idea, and now you just think that's great. I mean, it's the whole reason why you're into cryptocurrency, Yeah, you know. Um, and it's for me, it's the whole reason why I'm into this, you know, this, this liberty movement, man. You know, you get into it, you do some independent research and, and you're like, wow, that's, I didn't learn that in school. And, and of course not, because the system is designed to make sure that you don't learn that because the system loses out. It wants just, obedient yeah, workers. Yeah. Yeah. So one needs to be cautious, obviously, when you're going down that YouTube rabbit hole. Otherwise, like I said earlier. You could end up as a flat earther. Australia, Australia is not real. <laughs> the earth is flat. Yeah, yeah. You want to be like one of the. We all know that person, man. You don't want to be that person. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you got to be careful with it for sure. But um, man, that's the answer to the problem is is the market and and frankly, if you're just tuning in for the very first time, um, as you listen to this show more, that's going to be a common thing. The answer to a lot of our problems is the free market. And it's not about money, it's about the free exchange of ideas. And uh, That's beautiful. Yeah. So, um, Gumbo, you got anything else you wanna add? This is all food for thought as we continue on our uh, journey. All right. So we're gonna sign off here. We're gonna call it, call it a day. Thank you for listening. And remember, freedom does not require permission. Hey everybody, I wanna thank you for listening to this episode. If you like the content we're providing at Unshackled Liberty, 
and would like to help us create more, please feel free to donate at anchor.fm slash unshackledliberty or at patreon.com slash unshackledliberty. Or you can visit our website at unshackledliberty.com for event news and stuff you can buy to support this show and to advocate for freedom in our lifetime. Remember, freedom doesn't ask permission.